0: For the 23-24 season, Talking Wolves are proudly sponsored by Green King Sport, where football is more than a game.
1: Green King Sport venues are showing every single one of Wolves' televised fixtures over the course of the season. So instead of turning to the internet for a dodgy stream, why not get
0: together with your mates? Go to a Green King
1: Sport venue
0: and get closer to the action. Now this season, Green King Sport have launched a Green King Sport Instagram page. It's home of the fan content, loads of giveaways and competitions on there. They've actually got a Champions League uh, final tickets giveaway on there at the minute. Uh, hopefully they're doing it next season because you might see Gary O'Neill's side in that, the way things are going. But there's loads of other prizes on there, signed shirts and much more. So
1: to make sure you're first to know about all the action over on the Green King Sport page, go and drop them a follow on their Instagram and obviously you'll be helping us out here at Talking Wolves as well. <laughs>
0: Hello, welcome to the Talking Wolves podcast. I'm back. It's been, I think, four weeks since my lad, last podcast, but it's, um, it's it's fantastic to be back. Unfortunately, it's not off the back of a win. Um, but of course, I'm not on my own. I'm joined by Dave. Dave, how you doing, mate? Very well, mate. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, yeah, not too bad. I'm, um, I, had, I had surgery, didn't I? Three weeks ago. Mm. And then my granddad passed away the week after, so it was like a bit of a double whammy. So, had a couple of weeks off and then the international break, um, which was probably the worst thing out of the three of them, to be honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I'm and, and back, but yeah, I'm, I'm all good, thanks, mate. The knees healing okay, so uh, um, good, good. So hopefully, the next uh, the next charity match will uh, I'll be, I'll be back, I'll, I'll be back in in amongst it. But talking to charity, Dave, how was the uh, sleep out? We've not spoke since, have we? Yeah, it was good. So it's coming up to two weeks ago now. Well, it's been a week and a half already, so it's gone quite
1: quick. Um Oh, I was good. I think it never gets any easier uh, every year we do it. So that's the third time I've done it. And I actually did try and get my head down this year, but it's just awful. Um, just It's one of those where you do sleep, but you're almost like aware of everything that's going on around you at the same time. And I had bags down there, like, down to the top of my cheeks. It was horrible. So I was actually at work in the morning. So I finished oh, sleep, out, kick, kick you out at half five and then i went home slept for about 4 hours well 3 hours and then went to work after oh. so it was all right but i mean in terms of fundraising we uh we did more than we did last year which was good we raised on our individual page 826 quid right. um right. i mean i'll very quickly show... there were a lot of anonymous donate uh, donated so i appreciate if you um did donate um and obviously fam- uh, families of us started the talking walls we got paul ellis ben uh, plonster tom brooks uh Jeffrey Lu- uh, Louise Roger Fresh yeah. <laughs> Beowulf <laughs> Mad David Nype and Ernesto l- lovely little name Ernesto John Paint Colin Ali Ben KTF um anonymous with fifty quid not too sure who oh. that is cam Gemma Mason she sounds lovely um mm. she uh, <laughs> Sheila John USA Richard Lovett Schmeghead Fred, mm. um, <laughs> Andrew Hadfield, Connor McHale, Matt Cooper, Yay! Dave Hay, Aaron and Wolfie G. So, if you didn't, if I didn't shout you out, it's
0: probably because you put it as anonymous, but I really do appreciate everyone that uh, donated. Yeah, I don't know how you went to work the next day, mate. I remember we did it last year. I think we were quite fortunate last year that we did it and the weather wasn't, it was fairly mild considering the time of the year, but this year it was, I imagine it was freezing.
1: Well, in terms of tech, I was all right. I was I pretty, pretty well wrapped up, but, you know, last year they had like the party in the Billy Wright bit that, that like a, a charity event and Steve Ball kept walking over to, to where we were. With beers? Yeah, yeah. Well, this, it was even worse this year because I had that. And then behind us in the North Bank bar, they had a wedding on oh whilst we were God. all sat there. So they're all there getting pissed off. It was like we're, it like we're in want. a zoo. <laughs> yeah, it was like we're in a zoo. And then... Um, but then, obviously, it was raining as well. So, everyone towards the front of the north bank was just finished, man. So, everyone came over uh, towards the back on, onto the padded seats and stuff. But, um, yeah, it's just, it was just not comfortable. So, I, uh, yeah. But, yeah,
0: enjoyable experience on the list. And uh, mentioning the less fortunate. Jord, how are you doing, mate? <laughs> 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 no, I'm joking. I'm good,
2: mate. I'm good. I'm all good, mate. How are you? Yeah,
0: yeah, not too bad. Been up too much. Been been away at all. Yeah. You, into, uh, you were in Copenhagen, weren't you?
2: Yeah, I was in Copenhagen for work last week. Um, yeah, last week. Yeah, last week it was. And the, I missed the sleep out because I was um, in Bromyard for a couple of days. So, on a weekend away. Uh, so, that was nice. Uh, warmer than probably what Dave and Finn were, bless them. But, uh, yeah, I, I've, I've missed the last two sleep outs. So I feel like I've got to be there next year. I've been mm. on holiday both times, but I feel like I need to be there. And... Uh, yeah, it's obviously for a good cause. So, yeah, well done to everyone that's donated and well done to you, Dave, and everyone that took part.
0: Well done, mate. I, I think uh, Dave and Finn were probably warmer than you than you were at the weekend there in Copenhagen. When I went yeah, last year, my, mate, oh my word, it was so cold.
2: Yeah, minus six. <sighs> so it was um, oh, not enjoyable, is it? Not really. But the thing, well, say, not enjoyable. It's like, obviously, for work. So I was there for. Th- Three days, Um and you because of the they've obviously got shorter days because of being more northern in the UK. It's pitch black walking into the office, then it's pitch black by about three o'clock. So it was pretty much yeah, finishing work, having a couple of beers, but obviously as well keeping warm because like I say, it was about minus six for most of it. So yeah, and I'm back again next week, so I'll be even fucking oh, yeah. colder. Are you taking? Do yeah. you say mis- you, you your misses with you? Okay. Well, I'm not taking her next time. It's it's Christmas party next week, so gosh I've been there what about five weeks? I've been invited to the Christmas do, which will be fun. Gosh. Just don't make a titter myself. In um, yeah, no. yeah, in Copenhagen. Yeah, <laughs> mate.
0: I hope it's <laughs> paid for.
2: It's all paid for. Yeah, hotels, <laughs> flights, whatever. Mate, so, it's um, so
0: expensive.
2: Yeah. So the one thing was, I went for drinks on on the Tuesday um, with some of the you know some of the people I work with. They were a lovely bunch, by the way. And um, they said, oh, what do you want to drink? And I was like, well, I know it's just Carlsberg, pretty much. They said, no, no, yeah. you, want, you, want a spe- you want a special? I was like, a special? I thought I was, I thought I was getting, like, fucking fleeced, because I was like, the special. Rowan chips. Was like, yeah, what, what's this about? <laughs> it's like I thought it was no, going to awesome. be like bush a bush Tucker trial. I thought it was going to be, like, piss or something. Um, anyway, I had a special. And they said, oh, we, it's a, we, we'll tell you once you've ordered it and tried it what it is. I was like, what the fuck is this about? But anyway, I went away with it. And um, at it it was nice, but it was a two Borg special, so you know, like Carlsberg exports, like quite nice, but Carlsberg's not not great. Two Borg is no, exports all right, but two Borg's a bag of piss, let's be honest. But two Borg special was lovely, it's really nice, so yeah, lovely. No. It was nice, yeah, yeah. It was it was better yeah. I wouldn't mean I'd never ordered a fucking two. If you told me a special two ball I was like what twice the strength of piss, like what No. Nah. But it was actually good, so yeah.
0: It's I'm it's a double those. impact because I I find like Carlsberg's like drinking a colostomy bag anyway, and then mm-hmm. you've got to pay like 14 pounds for the for the displeasure of it. <laughs> so
2: yeah, it About um, eight, eight, or nine quid, I think. Yeah, it's,
0: it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful sea but it's like I, I wasn't that keen on it just because I think how expensive and how cold it was. But uh, anyway, we digress. I don't really, I don't really want to talk about this. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, I've, I think we've said on this podcast now uh, quite a few times, especially over the last year or two. Like, we used to get so like all right, all right about football, but now I'm just like it annoys me. But I'm after like a, an hour, or so I'm all right. I'm still not all right about this still not all right about these like these decisions from from last night. It's an absolute uh, joke. But let's start off with the lineup. Dave, uh, were you surprised not to see Sarabia um, in, in 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 the starting starting eleven? He uh, he didn't seem to uh, didn't seem to like being left out. He left a comment on the uh, Wars official Instagram page. Didn't he today?
1: Yeah, I wasn't surprised. I think the team that uh, Gary O'Neill. Um started with was the team that I expected to see start. I don't, I think that you, I think terms we spoke about it last time, I think in terms of the system and I think you've got to keep the same shape and it's just changing the personnel. So I think when bueno in for Dawson was the most straightforward one. Who do you, who would you drop for Sarabia to come in? Uh, I know he, obviously he did well for that sort of five, ten minutes against Spurs but he hasn't shown it enough yet. Um, same as Kaleidzic and, and, and Tommy Daw you know in previous weeks you know did well in that, that the previous game, you've got to do it more on a more consistent basis to warrant a, a starting place for me. So, Belgard started, and I think that was obviously the right decision by the manager.
0: Mm. Santi Bueno coming in. Jord, what were your thoughts on his performance? I've seen a, I've seen kind of conflicting opinions on Twitter. Some are saying he had a solid game, some were saying he looked a little bit shaky. I have personally thought he looked a little bit unorthodox um, in the way that he plays the ball, but I, I thought he was pretty solid, to be honest.
2: I thought he was okay. I think um, coming in for his debut, well, I know he played in the Carabao Cup game at Ipswich, but coming in for his Premier League debut, I thought he was okay. I don't think he did anything wrong, but I mean, and again, uh, there's uh, more topics to say. But we we knew we knew that what Raul's like last season, but I feel like he's regressed even more. It looks like, <laughs> so it wasn't exactly like a difficult um, task for him. Um, but I thought. He was okay, like I say. I mean, I've seen people, yeah, be hot or cold on him on Twitter. But I just think that's within anything in life at the moment. You need to be one way or the other. You can't just be, you know, what something was okay and they did all right. And I think he was okay and they did all right. To be honest with you, I don't think you could um, attribute any of the goals to him or being, you know, any any fault or problems. But it was, yeah, he was, was solid enough. But okay, it's probably where I'd, I'd put it. Before we get
0: into the the bigger decisions, Dave. Within the opening five minutes, there were two of the most blatant yellow cards I think I've ever seen in a game of Premier League football. The uh, Anthony Robinson and Harrison Reed, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I get that you want to let the game flow, and you don't want to set a, a bit of a precedent in the in the opening few minutes where you've got to book start booking everyone, Dave. But they are they are yellow cards for as long as I've got a hole up my backside, aren't they? They're just and They're the just... fact that he's not booked them.
1: I think you're right, that, that's, that's what the referee obviously didn't want to set, you know, set that standard where he's going to have to, you know, be be so closely looked at, but they're both so late. The Harrison Reed one, the one that's the one I remember more vividly, but it was so late. Like for he me, wrote, he, the he,
0: one as well it was awful.
1: Yeah, they, they are bookings, it doesn't matter if it's in the first minute or the, or the 90th minute, they're both bookable offences, so... Um, and we'll come on to the referee and his overall performance, but I just think they lacked—it just lacked so much consistency throughout the game. Um, and for me, that they're bookable offences, so really frustrating, you know. And well, in terms of cautions and red cards, which I'm sure we'll talk about more over the next twenty minutes, thirty minutes. It it was frustrating, really frustrating.
0: Jordan, I didn't think we started the game well enough. Anyway, I thought we looked a little bit. Half asleep. It seems to be quite the occurrence in away games at the minute. We just seem to be quite poor.
2: Yeah, it's um, yeah. It, it it sort of follows on a little bit to how we finished with Lopetegui, really, as well. Um, away from home, just real. You know, we took fun pins, didn't we, at Brighton and the Emirates, I think. Yeah, from memory. Um, Don't think
0: those those performances and results get spoken about enough. By the way, we just seem well, to. Those accept- two. Yeah, we seem to accept it, but that's from another podcast. No, sh-
2: yeah, so yeah, they're, they're really bad. Um, but no, you are right. We started quite slow, quite passive, quite. And again, like I, d- I don't think it's a miss to like how a lot of teams play away from home as well. Just sort of try and build slowly into the game. But it's frustrating when you've seen how we've been in some games, especially at Molyneux, where we took games to games to people from the off and caused a lot of problems. So we have got it in our locker. I just think it was a bit of a sloppy start sluggish start. Um and yeah, I mean that the, the Fulham goal is really poor, isn't it? I think the first goal, let's be honest, I think um Belgaard for me fell asleep, let his man run off him, uh, Anthony Robinson and Awobi puts it in the back of the net and I swear that guy just haunts us like Jamie Scowcroft and Deli Adibola did in the, the early two thousands. And just <laughs> bang average players just seem to put the ball in the back of the net against us. It's it's, it's bad. So bad
0: we had the uh discussion in the group. I don't mind Alex, are over. and I don't think Dave <laughs> does, but Jordy's very is much awful. Nah. <laughs> George, you don't nah, like
2: he, it. It's <laughs> just he just fucking runs around, mate. I could, I could find someone who's with energy and runs around like on a Sunday on a Sunday league pitch. Um, well he, yeah, he just runs around and like he just, it's he only scores against us as well. Like, he looks good, he looks good. When we watch him, because he fucking scores against us, you watch him again. <laughs> you watch him the weekend, whoever they've got. Um, they've got Liverpool away. He'll be fucking anonymous. Completely anonymous. Bet he, bet he scores. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, he probably will now, but, you know, I reckon <laughs> he won't be his fucking wank. <laughs> <laughs>
0: to, to be fair to Fulham, the first was a well-worked move, I thought, some clever off-the-ball stuff. But, Dave, you expect Bellegarde, especially... In that position, he's he's got to come back and he's got to he's got to be a bit more switched on.
1: Yeah, I've, you know the warning sign was there. Like you said, you know with that with that um, up from the right hand side or their right hand side when they whipped it in and sort of Rao went to try and flick it and he, he completely missed it. So I think that was a warning sign there that you know that's what they're going to try and do get it get it in behind wide and, and you know whip it back across. There were, there were a number of people that you could pinpoint. Also, people blaming Sameda. I'm not really sure how that, that happens. belgard has got to get closer to, to the action really there. Um, he loses that runner. But awobi has got so much space. So somebody, whether it be a centre-half, Lamina was sort of covering the area, but not really covering a man. Um, so there's a number of people you could blame for it. But I think we did make that far too easy for Fulham. The ball shouldn't have come into the box, but Alex Awobi shouldn't have had that space to just direct it
0: into the back of the net, really. Yeah, you talk about Bellegarde there, should have done better. But I tell you what, for the uh, for the first goal for Cunha's goal, he had Anthony Robinson on toast in the jaw. Uh, he's He see, he's, he's got such great balance when he dribbles and he seems so direct and strong. I mean, Robinson's no slouch, but he just turned him inside out. And it was great to see a Wolves-wide man provide a pinpoint cross. There's only really Cunha that he probably could have played that ball to. And, and it's, a, it's a tidy finish, to be fair, but... I think he more than made up for the uh, the error with um with that with that that run and cross.
2: Yeah, it's good. It's really really good play. I think uh, from what I've seen of him, I, I think he's more effective out wide as well. Then I know I know against Spurs, he and and last night he he sort of played inside a little bit, makes it a three when we were out of possession. But he's definitely more effective. I think like out wide in those positions. But for the goal, yeah, it was brilliant. Like I say, he had Robinson on toast and. Uh, Stood the ball up to the back post and couldn't you couldn't miss really. So yeah, like I say, did a tone for it um, with, with his play, but it was a it was just a good goal. And what was a bit the positive to see about that was how many like wolf shirts were in, in, the in and around the box as well. I think we had about five in and around mm. the box, um, and that's been very rare for us in previous regimes where we normally only have like one or two people to join it. So it was good to see players getting in the box and, and breaking those lines a little bit more as well.
0: Yeah, I think uh, Lamina's been given the task of if he can get forward, do get forward. And, and Gomez has, has been sitting, and we've seen that from Lamina in, in the previous game at Spurs. That if he, he does get it forward, he can be quite handy in those uh, in, in those areas. But let's let's talk about this fucking penalty VAR nonsense. Oh God, what were your what were what were your thoughts in real time, Dave? Do you think it looked like looked like a penalty? uh it, it's hard to see when it's go when it's
1: when I'm watching on TV at that angle because i think that angle is sort of from the tv is more as a zoomed out angle as the one that var we're obviously looking at um so it looked like and and, and same with the Joe Gomez one which we'll talk about it's hard to tell but in real time when a, somebody goes in for the ball and another player goes flying over the top it's you know you and The referee. The same with the referee. The referee should have had the angle to see what had actually happened, but obviously he's gone with it. Um, So in real time, it's hard to say yes or no. But I think again, it is absolute bollocks that that's been given. Look, this this sort of situation, you can understand sometimes that the referee gives it, um, but this is the whole reason VARs there to stop. You know, to make sure he makes the right decision and. I think every man and his dog could tell you right now that that wasn't a penalty, but for some reason, the only person that thought it was is Stuart Twatwell. Again, gets it wrong again against Wolverhampton Wanderers. He shafts us um, again. He just focusing on the one angle. I don't understand the, because the first angle he was looking at was the one where he could see he clearly gets the ball. Then he focuses all these other all the other angles on on the uh, on the opposite side. So the issue the issue with that particular one, uh, rather than the referee, is he, VAR once again. I I don't mind VAR as as a concept, but idiots running it. Full stop. We're gonna have this About, conversation probably yeah. four, five, six, seven, eight, nine times again this season. It's a load of bollocks.
0: But there's no way you can eliminate subjectivity. So the only way for me, you just get get fucking rid of it. Have have um, goal line technology and automated offsides, and and be done with that. And and that's what you have. Because I feel like the standard of refereeing is. As uh, as as declined because they're not they're they're over reliant on on VAR. They've they've got a backup and almost like the art of refereeing as they're not using the skills. But I I can't believe that they have looked at that, saw that Semedo and deemed it's not clear and obvious. But how is it not clear and obvious if he's won the ball? But then you've got fucking twats like Alan Smith saying like. um he changed can, his mind about four I times. Tomato can
2: feel a bit hard done by. You
0: know, <laughs> he's like, well, how, how, can you feel, how, can, how can you see what it's given? If, and it can be hard done by because he's won the ball. He, yeah. he, he's won the ball. And Kenny's gone down like, 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 no, you know, like the collapse of legs. Like, they've,
2: yeah.
0: and they've conned the referee. You have a
1: contact mm-hmm. from Tomato on Kenny oh, so minimal as well. He probably like he catches con- his, toe, his
0: toe. That's it. So but, yeah, but if, you, if you win mistake. the ball and it and the, the tackle isn't dangerous, then what's what what what's the problem? We should have
2: been overturned.
0: The fact that they've not even asked him to review it is a shambles, Jordan. I'm sure you've got some nice words to say about it.
2: Yeah, I'm 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 just sick of talking about them. To be honest with you, I don't want to give them the airtime. They're just fucking atrocious. I've said it many times. Best league in the world with the with the most. Inefficient, ineffective, negligent people um, from the top down, um, and there'll be no repercussions from again. Um, they just keep getting away with it, getting away with it, um, and it's just, it's just awful. It's, it's just so bad. I, I don't even want to, like, say I don't even want to keep talking about it because it's that bad. Like, if 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 I fucked up at my job, I'd get the sack. Mm or I might get a written warning or you might get a written warning and then you might get, a, you know, then you might get the sack. Like nothing happens to these refs. They get protected, protected, protected. And then they'll just demote them for a week. And then you're like fucking bald twats like Dale Johnson going. He wasn't demoted. They always go to the championship. No, they fucking don't. You've not
0: been to the championship. Yeah. Um, and
2: then, and then he goes and manages fucking Chelsea Man City the week after. No, they don't. They're protected. And I've got, it's like, it's mad. It's mad. It's mad. Um, it does, my head in. Um and for me, the dig themselves a hole, right? Because Stuart Atwell will be saying it's not clear and obvious, and I'll, again, I'm doing inverted commas. It's not clear and obvious that Samado didn't touch Kearney. So um, I'm going to stick with it on field. But then, how is it clear and obvious for the fucking? How's the second one? I know we'll get to it. How's the second one clear? A clear and obvious error that they has to go to the monitor for that one and not the first one.
1: But even on the first one, why if it why take three or four minutes to check it if you're just going to say, uh, yeah, with yeah, stick, yeah, sound like if you know it's not a penalty, just say it's not a penalty, or or say right. Yeah, I think he might got the ball. Let's go to the monitor. Let's have a quick chat together for sixty seconds to discuss it together, rather than well be the sole you know and the fact that the referee after the game has said yeah we got that wrong.
2: You know, nothing, nothing will change with well, nothing will change with regardless. But what really needs to happen, I think I said it before, is it needs to be like how it is in rugby. Um, and I mean, this is the only thing I would take from rugby. But the referees are, like wide up to the stadium or r- wide up to the TV, so that you can hear the video officials talking to the referee, on the, and they're actually they're actually explaining how they come to the decision or they what they're looking know, at. much toxic. Yeah, yeah, I know, but 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 why? Because if you're having an if you're having an honest conversation, again, we might not like the decision that comes to it. But if I understand the rationale of why you're giving a decision, I can probably get on board with it a little bit more. To go, actually, you know what? Okay, it's been given. It's the, this is this is the threshold, and that's another thing. By the way, we'll get into that in a sec. But I'm I'm okay. You know, people have got opinions. If I understand the rationale, I don't have to agree with your opinion. But if you tell me your rationale, I can accept it and just move on with it and go. That's why they think that okay cool but that's another thing that's so like like just blind at the moment now the thresholds when it first came in it was like every time a ball hit a hand in the box it was a penalty yeah like and everyone knew it wasn't handball yeah and then they put the threshold up now it's down again now the now apparently they're increasing it so I was listening to Talk Sport earlier um and they want it to the they want it to be used in less than twenty five percent of instances. It's like don't well, don't start putting don't start putting metrics on how often you want to use it. Just get the fucking right decision in the first place.
0: So how about if you have like eight incidents in the first fifteen minutes? Does that mean for the for the rest of the game you can't use exactly it? Exactly
2: that. Exactly that. And that's what I'm trying to say is like don't put metrics on something that you can't put metrics on. Like just officiate the job and officiate it correctly. Like,
0: I, just, just improve. I,
2: I, just improve.
0: I honestly think that if you put us three in charge of var we'd probably we'd probably come to more correct conclusions than them
1: and quicker i think as well. genuinely a lot and of it, it's... Like, it's mad like you know if you give us give us a week to learn how to use the lines and all that mate us three sound honestly if anyone if
0: uh, Howard, if you're listening son yeah, you know, get us in and all, and I've said it before on this uh, on, on the podcast, the professional referee or amateur referee Twitter accounts, they do nothing but create a larger divide by putting up petulant posts around. Well, you all should have hired a defensive coach, and but but managers are held accountable for performances. Players are managers have to do post match interviews. Players do, and if a manager's not getting results, he gets a sack. And if a player's not getting results, he either gets dropped or fucking flogged. And,
1: uh, um, yeah, yeah. And then it's it safe for I would say, all right, Nelson Semedo, or, or let's use the Joe Gomez one because that's probably a little bit more subjective. Xiao Gomez, does he get the chance to replay that tackle five different times to make sure he doesn't do it again? No, mm. it just happens there and then. A referee's got fucking however long he wants to make sure the the right decision's made and, and still they're getting it wrong. So you can't, they, they, these referee accounts that are probably refereeing in the Bilston first division, that they're on their arse on their elbow, like, like you said, what what stop spouting rubbish online it's
0: and rubbish, just like you know, yeah, it's a lot of rubbish. But and they say that, oh, let referees come under more scrutiny than players. No, because re- when you're constantly getting the big decisions wrong, you are gonna get scrutinized. It's like if your goalkeeper let one bobble over his foot three games in a row. That's a big decision. That's a big call. Look at the sticky side. So, did that they they'd be burning effigies i around been ramps Wolverhampton town centre. So why is it? Why is it any different? Of course, of course, the are scrutinised for the big decisions. They're, they're, they're wealthy individuals. They get they get paid a lot. But at the we uh, on Monday night there was there was what four big major decisions. Three were wrong. One was. I think it's a penalty. Personally, I think the Joe Gomez one is a penalty. I think it's naive from Gomez. But the other three, not to send Tim Ream off, not to send Vinicius off, and the penalty is incomprehensible that they've come to that decision. Because VAR now is... Um, you're, so you're incentivising players to dive. Um, if if someone puts your head towards you, you've got to chuck yourself on the floor. Yeah, Kilman's... Again, Kilman's naive as well. If, I, if I'm Gary O'Neill, I'm saying to him, roll around on the floor, mate. 100%. Roll around on the floor, because you know you're not going to get anything.
1: He's too, he's too. He's too. nice in that situation. He Kilman, and I think that's just that's just how, Mass Kilman is. He's a professional, like you know. And I think if you had, but Say saw Nelson, some mate, probably nine of the other Wolves players on that pitch, they go down there, and I think he, yeah, he's he's the nicest one on that pitch. But like oh, Gary O'Neill summed it up perfectly, you know. Sunday, keep kids watch Premier League football; they love it. And an eight or nine year old is going to watch that game, potentially not listen to what Gary O'Neill said and says. I'll oh, flip an heck, I can I can put my head against someone, I can nut someone as long as it's not a full Zidane. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. It said yeah. said that the referee said to him that their headbutt was
2: soft, but yeah, Have you ever heard a of butt. a soft head Have you ever heard of a soft headbutt? No. It <laughs> fucking soft hurts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 But you can't
0: you know you can't square up to someone and and, and put your head into them because it's yeah. it's a red yeah. the difference it's, is you know what
1: it is, you know when players go like head to head, that yeah. sound. But that is Kilman's nose front, and lips are like yeah. compressed. <laughs> it's a load of rubbish, man. Load yeah. of rubbish. It's okay. just, it's just.
2: But again, like it's just. I hate, I hate when people do that as well because it's always just fucking. It's just pathetic, in it? It's like you fucking. You're a soft cock, and like you're, what you like rubbing faces with someone, and like you, you do fucking nothing prick apparently
1: that's the fourth time Vinicius has been looked at at VAR for Third violent time, conduct. Yeah, for, for violent Vinicius conduct this it. season. Wasn't that raising alarm yeah. bell straight away there yeah. as well?
0: Yeah. I remember we were room for fucking ages. Yeah. Can get yeah. the work yeah. then. Yeah. God, it's just it's it's just, it's just so frustrating. And it's like I know it's I, I know it's cliche and everyone says it, I'm not going again but <laughs> the the last year and a half, I am just so not asked about football. I and we're doing well. Like I enjoy watching us play, and I think what Gary O'Neill's doing under the circumstances is a good job. and And I like the squad. I like what they stand for. But I'm just I'm 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 bored of it. I'm bored of just the same shit. Like I can deal with us being shit, but when you feel like you're when you're playing against twelve men. It's just, and that's why I've not been to one away day this season. I can't justify spending 150 quid on the away day to be fucking shafted. Mm. I'm just, that's I'm true. just like numb to it now. I'm just
1: numb to it. Like I really like can't be like even yesterday. Like people watched my reaction, and I was just like, it just happened. I just went straight over mad because it just feels normal now that we are going to get a, a mm. crap decision go against us. Not once did I think any of those VAR decisions would go would drop in favour of Wolves not once. Yeah. As soon as they were checking the second penalty, I knew it would get given. Mm. I'm sort of more leaning on the side like you, Matt. I, I can understand why people are frustrated, but I think I was surprised the referee didn't give it. I think it is probably a penalty. But the first one, definitely. That's a, a load of bollocks. And the fact but, that they just kept
0: looking at the opposite angle says it all, really. Yeah. I, I mean, I was listening to Gary O'Neill's post-match press conference today and my missus be on me and I had, it, I, I had it on. She was putting some clothes away. And Gary O'Neill said, I spoke to the referee and the, um, the referee said about the headbutt being soft. So does that mean that you can headbutt people in football as long as it's soft? And she turned to me and went, is that right? Surely they can't do that. And I went, no. And if you know it and you've, you've watched two games of football in your life,
1: and you've got a referee
0: <laughs> who's paid £150,000, £200,000 a year. Oh,
1: surely that referee is going to get, uh, you know, in trouble though, because he's obviously had the, a conversation in his mind, probably in confidence with Gary O'Neill and Gary O'Neill has chucked everything out there, which, which he, which he should. But yeah. well, that bloke has definitely said stuff
2: to hit Gary O'Neill that he shouldn't have. Nothing, Gary nothing obviously... that, mate. No, no. Because, because it's, his word, I was going to say, it's his word versus Gary O'Neill's. And if he just pleads and says, I don't know what Gary O'Neill's son about, I never spoke to him. That's the proof. Well, Dale Johnson did that. Did
1: you see that yeah. as well? Dale Johnson, who you mentioned earlier. Basically, he's part of ESPN, if anyone doesn't know. And he does like VAR reviews and stuff. Like he reviews why decisions were done and given. Um, he was yeah, like, Gary O'Neill on, never said that. Gary, Gary O'Neill never said that. And like he was like, mate, there's literally an interview clip here on TalkSport of him saying that. So like, what are you on about? So um, yeah, that referee should... Not that he will, but he should get in trouble because he's obviously, from the PGMls point of view, sort of chucked them, you know, under the bus really with some of
0: those decisions. Let's talk about the Wang penalty that he scored. For from it's a penalty, no doubt about it. Um, I initially thought that it was a red card because it's I know it's last man. But he's not played the ball, and I know we had the situation with David Luiz a few seasons ago at Molyneux for Arsenal, where it's not a dangerous tackle, but because he hasn't played the ball by the letter of the law, then it's a red card. But I, th- I think it's changed again. Um, I don't know what. I don't know if you uh, you guys know, but failing that, he's on a he's on a yellow card anyway. So if yeah. that's not another yellow card, and uh, the the referee deemed that as too much of a punishment, he's the last man. You just come across him.
1: It, it it doesn't make sense, and that was sort of going back to what we said earlier about the bookings and the first two bookings in the first half in the first five minutes it should have been bookings. And it's almost as if I don't know what it is with some referees. Some referees obviously don't like to, you know, ruin the game, let's say, or the whole, you know, they don't want to do the paperwork or whatever. But for me, that's a bookable offence at the at minimum. You know, it's a penalty. No attempt to play the ball through on goal. It, it, it's a penalty and it should be a second booking. Um, so that that's where the red card is. Saying that, I think Xiao Gomez is very lucky that he didn't get sent off just before their goal, actually, as well, when yeah. he committed a, a foul as well, similar sort of thing. So in terms of consistency, consistently bad and wrong decisions, I think the referee was was up there yesterday. Um, but yeah, for, for me, it's a red card, chance to go 2-2 against 10 men. you know, And again, it's another game-changing decision, really. Should
0: have been against nine men.
1: Yeah, Should have been well, against well, that, nine at, man. That, at that point, it would have been <clears throat> 10 minutes again.
0: Yeah. With such a long time to go, a completely different game. So frustrating. I, I think but the, the last penalty, to be fair, as soon as he did it, I put in our group chat, yikes. I, I, it looked like a penalty. Uh, again, it, for me, I'm happy with it being given a penalty. I think it's naive from Gomez. Wilson knows what he's doing. But there's not there's not massive amounts of con- connection, is there, Jord? But for them to still deem that um, obvious, um, clear and obvious error, and ask him to review it,
2: I just I just don't get it. Uh, it's not for me. Again, I, I think it's when it, when everything slowed down, it looks worse as well. Like in real time wilson from it looked like wilson dragged his back leg and was looking to looking to win the penalty and i've i've he's, he's, he does that wilson he's, he's done that for fucking he's made a career out of it really um I, I, I it's one of those if it gets given it's not getting overturned but i don't know how you how you look at that and go it's clear and obvious that it's a massive mistake by the referee the only, the only time it looks clear and obvious is when, again, they start slowing it down and, and pixelating it. So they're putting it at like a quarter speed. And football's a contact game at the end of the day. There's co- there's always going to be contact. So if you slow down every single tackle, even 50-50s, it's, the ball's going to go and then naturally someone's going to leave something on one of the opposition players. And mm. it'll look worse than what it is. Like for me, it's never in a million years a clear and obvious error. I, I don't don't mind it if it was given a penalty, like I say, but it's not clear and obvious like that it's a hundred hundred percent a foul. If they think it it's on
0: not field, I understand it, but the fact that it's yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah. It's a fucking disgrace, mate. It's an absolute disgrace. But,
2: but it's shoot at well in it as well. That's the thing. Like I saw something earlier on Twitter which is mad. So like Red true, card. Like, I mean yeah, so like he's given Wolves since we've been in the well, in the Premier League era. So obviously we've been down, we've been down to fucking league one in the time shoot out been in the Premier League. He's given Wolves five red cards. The next team next to that is two. And also he's given I think he's given with a second on his teams, he's refereed, most fouls he's given against.
1: I could and the issue is with that, I can off the top of my head know two of those and they were bullshit anyway. Because the one was Nenad Milias away at Arsenal, which was a load of rubbish. Yeah. And the other one was Jimenez against Leeds, second yellow, which shouldn't have been a second yellow when he's thrown on goal and, and, you know, against Melia.
2: Gwena Milias, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. So they were two straight away. E- e- awful, genuinely awful. And and they, they, they don't give a shit about that, though, don't. PGMOL, do they? They don't care about records and stuff. But that's just the fact that, like you've said, we've been down in the Championship for a number of years, down in League One for a year. He could have refereed Arsenal, Manchester United, Man City, Liverpool, whoever, way more than us. And he's still refereeing us, in, you know, and, and we're getting that amount of red cards. That, that's a load of
0: rubbish.
2: Yeah, and I'm sure I'm sure he's a Villa fan as well, isn't he? I know he's from, like, he's
0: local-ish. From so likely.
2: Yeah, he just... You know what? If, if if Harold Webb can do anything for us, just keep that knobhead away from our games. He's fucking terrible. Well, we had him with a referee with Klopp, away. where... I can't remember.
0: Oh, that who he... was
2: um. It was um. I know which one was. It Paul Tilsley. Is that was called.
0: He's not. Re- he's not going to referee another game. Is he for the Liverpool? Yeah, or, uh, or at Anfield.
2: I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure Pop said there's no one him again.
0: No, we'll have no one in the games at this right. Uh, the the red the red cards. He, he he gave us a red card
1: in his the uh, the second ever time he refereed us in the Prem. That was for Stefan Maierhofer. <laughs> he then gave us a red card. At Arsenal, which was the milli one, which I alluded to earlier. He then gave us two red cards away at Middlesbrough when we beat him in the championship. You know, yeah. that game when we yeah. won nine yeah. men. Um, I think the Dock one that game was very harsh. The Neves one I agreed with, but the Dock one was very harsh.
2: Dock one was stupid, yeah.
1: Palace away, one one draw. We got was second yellow card. Who was that? That was uh, Sais. Was we that when? Yeah, there.
2: I
0: remember
1: that.
2: Was that when Jota scored last minute and we were shot? Yeah.
1: I believe yeah. so. Yeah, yeah, and then the other one was—I uh, don't know. I think, oh, maybe he wasn't. it was Kevin Friend. I'm thinking of, for the Leeds one. Sorry, that was Kevin Friend. <laughs> but still, yeah. the the Milias one I remember vividly, and a lot of Wolves fans haven't liked him
0: since then. To be fair, and Simon Jordan was on about it today, and he said, "I think you're yeah, quite. The, there's no integrity. If would Gary O'Neill come out." If Fulham, those decisions are gone against Fulham, and said like those decisions are wrong, yada yeah, yada. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be both ways. So I would, I would kill to be in a position where we can we're we we're, we're in the conversation of decisions going for us, but there genuinely hasn't been one. So how do you expect Gary O'Neill to come out and yeah. say? And you know what? I think he would. If some if they question saying um, penalty, I, saying, I think it's a penalty. Probably, say, I think he'd say probably not.
2: Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. But this, I, the thing that we're getting into this area of now is like people are saying, "Oh, about it balancing out, or we'll get a decision our way." I don't, I don't, I don't, want, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want it. I don't want it, I don't want like a shitty decision go our way. I just want it to be officiated right because it just dilutes the problem. If they start giving us favors, it, it dilutes that problem. Like, and again, they're not going to give us fucking any favors, but you know what I mean. Like, there's no, there's. Just just do, uh, Ricky, do your job, do your job, it's job. Do your job. It's job. You
0: mentioned there, uh, Dave about Meyerhofer, um, underwhelming Austrians. Sasha, how <laughs> come on? Was it? <laughs> I know he did well for the uh, the flick on, but you said it was a game for Fabio Silva to be introduced to. But that, you would say that because you're invested, no, no,
1: no, 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 not no, 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 come on, come on, Fabio Silva, but I because I think he could have easily brought Sarabia on instead of Sasha. Um, and kept Cunha or whoever it was, through the middle. But, um, I think uh, Fabio would have been better suited than Sasha. But I think when you're either drawing or losing a game, Gary O'Neill can't afford to bring Fabio Silva on, full stop, because he just, for whatever reason, if if we lost 3 2, well, we, uh, you know, we lose 3 2 and Fabio's on, a lot of the blame somehow would have been pointed at Fabio Silva, regardless. So, um, You've got to be careful with him. So I, I don't think it worked at all with Sasha. I really didn't. I don't think he's a player with a five at the back when you've got potentially limited numbers going forward and you want to play a counter-attacking system. Sasha
0: kalajic isn't the striker. They've got to get in January a, a player in, whether he's a winger or a centre-forward, who can carry a ball because that's when we're most dangerous. And then when you take Bellegarde off for him, it does
1: out the picture as just, well. Yeah. yeah, it just
0: nullifies us. Just you know, I,
1: I thought as well, I mentioned it in the in the review. I think the amount of times, you know, we just got the ball and it went across the face of goal and it was just yeah. like flipping it. Like Doc picked up, you know, and that's a, a another conversation to have. Doc picked up some great positions, and when Leno was almost stranded, Totty put in one or two decent balls right across the face of goal as well. And no one's on the end of them. And I thought if you've got proper number nine there. He's scoring two or three goals last night, just poking it past the goalkeeper. Just no one was in, in in that sort of right area. And a good striker it will be the right place, right time. And that's just what walls are lacking a little bit at
0: times. Mm. I think on reflection, a draw would have been a good result. I think we were pretty poor for it. It would have North. been a fair result. I think it would have been a fair result. Yeah. Yeah. Um, referee rating, Dave. <laughs> um, Two Two out of ten, George.
2: I'll give him a two. I'm
0: two, gonna go two. with one. It would have been two if it had sent Gary O'Neill off for of bringing Doc on. Um. <laughs> <laughs> bueno must be fit, surely. He, he must not be. Fit, not, he doesn't look fit.
1: That he, like, he picked up some great positions. I think if you had even eight nori, if you had a left footer there on that, where in the same positions.
0: Could have scored a couple of goals. I know, but those positions he was getting into, you know, like, you probably, ref- like, to George probably knows more about this than you, day, But, you know, you play, like, 11 a side or, like, seven a side and, like, you've took it past four players like, up the pitch and you're absolutely fucked. And you, you can barely breathe and you try and have a shot and you're just like... <gasps> why can't I you- relate
1: to that, by the way? Why, why would I not relate to it? I Am I not, not like,
0: that good of a baller or...? Well, more so that you, you you're not you're not as portly as as myself, but oh, more oh, probably right. the fact that you probably can't take it past three or four. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: And you just like you just like swing it, don't you, and fall over. Yeah, that's like yeah. that was after Doc after one touch though. <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah. it felt like. like yeah. It's like really chunks of fucking soccer yeah. aid. Like, <laughs> <laughs> He did get, he did pick up some good positions to be fair to him now on, on his on his unnatural side, but. I just think it left us really unbalanced. Mm. It does, uh,
2: but that—that's what—that's what he—that's what, he, uh, what he's always been like, though, I know. Like you, like people moan about him looking a bit languid and a bit lazy and a bit awkward. But then he—he he does just—I he, don't know how he does it. He just—he's just on the edge of the six-yard box, and he shouldn't fucking be there for one. But he just sense to be there, so it's just you can't have it both ways, can you? Yep. If he'd have scored last night, everyone would have been like, "Oh, fucking, he's back."
1: He did have that chance as well when he got into the in, into the middle of the box, didn't he? Yeah. And just put it just wide. So I don't know. Frustrating. Yeah. I don't mean. I don't think. I think last night was probably the first time in a long while he got he got the tactical
0: changes wrong. Gary O'Neill for me. Hopefully, he ain't, no, he's not out for too long because he's been class this season. But yeah. uh, Wolves versus oh, Arsenal versus Wolves at the Emirates on Saturday. Um, no Lamina or Gomez, but Dawson surely comes back in, Dave.
1: Yeah, I think so. I mean Santi Bueno was okay, uh, but I think you revert, you know, you go back to the tried and tested back three. Um and then the midfield, I think it's got to be Boubacar and Tommy Doyle who started together was it Sheffield United? Was a little bit underwhelming. No, um,
0: that was um Doyle and Lamina. Was it? Yeah, yeah sorry.
1: Yeah. Uh what was what game was I thinking together. of? Oh, maybe it was the before. Bournemouth I'm thinking of. Was it Boubacar and Lamina that uh, B- oh, Orange, I'm thinking, I'm oh, yeah, sorry. So, yeah, hard. so yeah, I'm mean, big chance of both of them. You know, we know what they're both capable of, both good footballers. Um. So, but <laughs> tough. And I, I I sort of mentioned it to you. Like, I think I'd rather, you um, know, you don't ever want to go into games, especially when Wolves have been playing so well. You don't really want to go into games thinking it's a free hit. But I think we've got a much better chance of winning against Burnley and Forest at home. So you'd probably rather have the likes of Lamina and fit, um and available sorry, for those two games rather than this one on Saturday. Yeah, I thought Lamina but... was great, by the way, last night. Uh, I know he got caught in possession for the one there, uh, uh, goal conceded, but um, I just thought he, he looked fantastic last night.
0: He's starting to develop. I know it's because uh, O'Neill said to him, I don't know, go and, go and express yourself, but starting to develop into not just like a dynamic, not a tough tackling midfielder, but also can pick a pass. There's a couple of passes he played last night. I mean, the one where he set Wang free through the middle when he hit the bar, yeah. Uh, he's coming, he, he's almost taken off, and I think people
1: probably won't appreciate this until you maybe watch. So, maybe like next Tuesday, if he starts in Burnley or Forest, whoever it is, just watch him for like 30 seconds because he's coming in deep to support the back five, very similarly to how Ruben Neves used to do to pick up the yeah. ball. But I think what Lamina has obviously over Neves is that. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, yeah, and he can beat a man as well, and he can beat he can take it past players. <laughs> uh, and, he take, and he can take it past players as well. So, um, I think in terms of range of passing and stuff, Nevers was there, but Lamina could—he's yeah. that little bit more complete. I think.
0: Strong thighs as well, mate. Very hard to uh, yeah. nudge off the ball. Uh, Aaron Ramsdale linked to Wolves. Talking of Arsenal, uh, Dave, initial thoughts. Handsome bastard, by the way. Yeah. Um, I don't know. and Obviously, the
1: whole Albion link for me is the one, but everyone's like, well, why does it matter? But he's given it the big in in, against walls before and and put stuff on social media. Um, I don't think it will happen personally, but let's wait and see. I think it just completely depends. If there's genuinely an offer on the table from Saudi for 35, 40 million, then yeah, maybe. And it would be it would be nice to have an England international, you know. Um, but no, nah, I don't I don't think it'll happen personally. I quite like him. I don't think he's a huge upgrade on Sari either, but and, and I know he's got a mistake and stuff in him, but he's proven at Premier League level. He he, he he's a Premier League goalkeeper. He's better than so. Yeah, if you if you end up going abroad and stuff or bringing a younger goalkeeper, you do risk, you know, things a little bit. So I would I'd wait till the summer anyway. I don't mean I I don't think you'd want to disrupt that department halfway through a season.
0: If if somehow Saudi's come in for Sar and you turn a profit with the two moves, and I think you'd be daft not to, but he's gonna be on big wages. I don't think he's necessarily wanna to come to Wolves because he's he fell it's in love with Arsenal. It. He's had his he's had his heart ripped out, his chest any be Arteta obviously can't stand the bloke in that mm, post-match yeah. press conference where he talks about trying to get him quizzing him on the uh, talks about Havertz he's oh, I'm so happy for him and asking him about Ramzan he's like yeah the team did well <laughs> oh, really yeah, yeah yeah he's like his face has changed as well yeah so I I, just, I don't think it'll happen
1: but it depends over the next month we'll see what game time he's got Um and we'll see but I, yeah I, I, unlikely for me
2: Jordan Rambo um, what a guy by the way I, I, I don't think he's a very good goalkeeper personally mm-hmm. um, I think I think the one department where he would be better than Sar is I think he's better with his feet than Sar yeah. and I know that stats don't actually show that I think looking at some of the stats they don't show but I feel, not, I feel when I watch him he feels far more competent on the ball than Jose Sar <laughs> but I don't think he's an upgrade He's a bit of a knobhead, <laughs> raging
0: baggy. Oh. Um, oh, I don't think he's a raging baggy. Though. I just think he plays but up to da- it.
2: His dad, dad, his dad definitely is.
0: Yeah, but he's. Oh, dad I, you know. meant, I
1: got. I, I thought you meant on the drugs. I thought you meant like a baggy. Oh no! I baggy. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> oh, I was just going to say. a bit I mean, of podcast. What do you know? I, I Absolutely do not impact. know if he does anything. <laughs> 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 anything. He can do yeah. what he yeah. wants in his free time. Sorry, got no
2: idea what he does. Um. He does play golf though. I did see him in uh Villamora no, last year. Good. Yeah, he,
0: he he's meant to be quite good as well.
2: Yeah, I think so. But yeah, I did see him in Villamora playing golf. So um yeah, may, maybe man. if he wants to come on the on the on the on the channel and play some golf with us, we might we might uh, accept him as one more of the golf
0: tournament next year. I have, I yeah. have started having lessons, so uh <laughs> Mini golf, I mean. yeah, yeah, <laughs> Pitchley Park. Pitch uh, moving on, on to the questions, then. Uh, you'll be pleased to know and also surprised that we have a question from a Mars music show. Um, so on Talk Sports, Simon Jordan said he thinks we voted for allowing owners of multiple clubs to learn players around each other because we have a great relationship with the Middle East. That's the first he's heard of anything like this. Do you have any further info? I've heard similar, and I think it's only through Mendes because of the uh, relationship he's got with the Saudi Pro League and Ronaldo. Yeah, I, I would well, say the same as well. Go on, George.
2: I think, though, we were one of the clubs that voted against it this time we, round.
0: No, we voted for, like... We, we voted
1: like, against the ban, yeah? We, oh, we voted we wanted, against the ban, sorry. Yeah, yeah, we wanted oh, to okay, keep, exactly keep the words. loans. But I think it would be daft not to. I think with the well, when you done that deal for Neves, you know, you, you're gonna have some sort of relationship there. And I think, like you said, George Mendes is a big one. Mm. Um so but we haven't unless folks in genuinely long term have got plans to invest in bigger clubs, but it's it's incoming loans as well. So uh, from from clubs under the same ownership so i'm not sure unless they've if, got big plans to move
0: yeah. you know. if folks are going to sell the club though and, they, and it's going to be middle Eastern investment or parts of it the yeah. then it's, true. it's gonna it's gonna come through george Mendes. he opens the door for it so
1: well and that and that was was the rumor wasn't it that if walls were to sell up there was interest from you know uh, consortiums in the middle That's east all, so,
0: yeah yeah no very true Johnny Phillips said the same as well. Um, so I think that's probably what it what he, he alludes to there. Uh, AB has asked, do you think Sasha and Fabio have futures at Wolves? I love Sasha, but he completely slowed the game down for us yesterday. Doesn't feel like he suits the way we play now. We'll start off with um, Sasha first, Dave. Seems a little bit premature for me. Yeah, I don't mean you get
1: rid of him in January. I think he'll stick around until the summer at least, and, that, and that's a situation you'll look at. Then. I
0: don't think they'll be um, short of any interest, though. I think he's. I think there's mm. quite a lot.
1: He's, he's a unique striker, and he's. You know, if you can get the ball to him in and around the area, I think he'll score nine times out of ten. But it's actually the way Wolves are playing at the moment as a counter-attacking team. Unfortunately, that I don't think it suits a striker of of that ilk. Jord Silver,
0: is he done out here?
2: It's just no future, is he? I think it's I think it's pretty clear. the 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 article came out as well in the, in the international break. Um, no smoke without fire. Um, yeah, I think he's done. <laughs> All the smoke. <laughs> yeah, a lot of smoke. Yeah. So no, I think he's done. And like I say, I think he, I think he'll go on go on and have a good career elsewhere. But just not meant to be at Molyneux, unfortunately.
0: Mm. Charlie's asked with the old goal pack, thinking of doing a display, doing a display to voice the concerns of the officiating uh, against. Burnley, maybe. Um, yeah. What kind of display would you like to see for upcoming home fixtures? Personally, I think it falls on deaf ears. I'd rather just focus the attention on getting some like full length Um rather than this VAR corruption because it's it falls on deaf ears and if anything, it goes against us. That's what that that's my personal opinion.
1: I, don't, I I would like to see. I'd assume pieces of paper, like printed pieces of paper, are cheaper. I understand it's obviously the fan led initiative as well. But Tifo would would strike more, wouldn't it? I think.
0: Um even if so, it was a TIFO that alluded to like I don't know. Because everyone thinks it's corrupt. I don't think it's corrupt. I think it's incompetent, incompetent if yeah. anything.
2: Yeah. This is my thing with it all like, you know, when it when people keep saying, Oh, it's corrupt, they're against wolves or against whatever. The shit Sorry. for
0: everyone.
2: The shit for everyone, but like why When it comes to corruption, I can understand that argument or that angle when you talk about United and even potentially Newcastle where you'd be like, well, they're obviously paying off the refs a lot bigger clubs in the league at the moment. But you're telling me, like, why would the the Premier League be corrupt against Wolverhampton Wanderers, against Luton, Sheffield United and Fulham? What what, what benefit does it have to dock Wolves' points and give Luton a point or give Sheffield United three points? Like... Like that's where it's just it's just pure incompetency, and I agree. Like I feel like he set a dangerous precedent by saying putting corruption and putting all these messages out in the stands, which you've got you've got to have some sort of evidence of corruption, and like you you can't say it's corrupt. There's no evidence that it's corruption, and then I just I just feel like then it's going to hurt the club because
0: the club will get fined. It's like it's
2: it's slander, is not it? It's slander. Like you know, if you want to, if you want to prove, if you want, you know, everything's innocent in proven, until proven guilty. You can't just say something's corrupt until you've got some proof to back it up. Well, I and don't know if say it's, I, I, it's like pure that. incompetency. Not the problem. Well,
0: if, if they're allowing,
2: allowing it to happen, they're allowing it to happen. It's like um, I think Celtic got in trouble, didn't they, for the some Palestine. of their recent political stuff? Yeah, and it's like they're. They all knew what was going on. The all walked in the ground with Palestinian flags and stuff. Like, if, if Wolves are going, in, if we're going in with certain messages that do not, that do not fit the guidelines of the Premier League, they'll they'll just, yeah. I if think, that, all I of think
0: the a club have been funding a little bit of the displays. I don't think they would do it if they knew it was going to be something around that. that so. Yeah, I'd like a full-length for that. that'd be great, across the bottom of the South Bank, um, but probably nothing to do with VAR. Um has asked, why did we perform so poorly against teams in the bottom half of the table? Palace, Luton, Sheffield United and Fulham.
1: it, it would be interesting next week, I think, against Burnley and Forest at home. I think, yeah. all obviously, all four of those away games have been away from home, and yeah. you include Bournemouth as well. I know we won that game, It was we were slightly underwhelming to be honest uh, before they went down to 10 men so um I think it we swore under Lopetegui Lopetegui made Molyneux fantastic we had some great results there and Gary O'Neill's done the same but we do have to if we want to start pushing up the table a little bit more we do have to you know start churning out some better results away from home Uh, because in all of those Palace we were poor Luton we were poor I understand. Obviously, we got shafted in a few. Though Sheffield United, we never really got going. And and, and Fulham, although we scored two, I still don't think, feel we threatened them enough. So, yes, VAR decisions have gone against us. Uh, we had Rob Jones tax against Palace as well. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting next week. We've got to we've got to take our chance to make sure we get the wins against Burnley and Forest.
0: Sjm has asked genuine question. Can you see a team taking legal action against the PGMOL? Each position in the league is worth something like two million. I think it's two point two. So even if if Wolves don't lose any more points from objective incompetence, they will like have already lost out on on millions in prize money. Um, no, because I don't know what you guys think about this. Because a lot of the decisions are still unfortunately subjective. Um, and also, if teams start taking legal action against against refereeing decisions. And somehow they they win a case. It sets a very very dangerous precedent moving forward. Yeah, but, yeah I can't see it happening either.
2: Because the, 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 the sorry, Dave, go on.
1: No, I was gonna say if it, I mean say for I say Sheffield United, we saw Sheffield United get shafted by the Hawkeye years ago. That's um, so what I was gonna say. But if 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 you know if you go down on the last game of the season because the referees failed to give you a penalty they can just say, well, what about the 37 other games where you could have won them? Like like you see all the referee pages do. What about the other 37 games where, you know, you, you miss four open goals and this, this and this? So, um, I don't think you'll have a leg to stand on, really.
0: No. What, about, what do you reckon, Jordan?
2: You need concrete proof to sue anyone. and like, It's what I just mentioned a few minutes ago. And if it's subjective and you've got no firm evidence that Howard Webb saying, give that because I want walls to go down because I've them at twenty to one on at Lab Brooks to go down. Like mm-hmm. you know, it, it's just not going to. You need you need proof. If it's subjective, you're not going to get any. It's not going to ever happen.
0: Yeah, it's not happening. Uh, right then, guys, it is time for career path game. It's been a while since you've done one. Yeah, I've been listening. I have been listening. Are you, uh, do you need do you need reminded
2: about the rules again? No, No, nah. no.
0: Cool. cool. And we've got
2: Matt five.
0: Yeah, you've got five. So you well, I'm, um, um, I'm gonna read week. out <laughs> I'm gonna read out the players' <laughs> career, including where they've played, what year, how many appearances and goals they scored. Um if for example Dave shouts out an answer and it's wrong, George gets the next answer, Dave can't shout out until I get to the end of the career. If no one's guessed it correctly, then there's a 30-second shootout where they can just do as they uh, do as I please. So let's start with the first player on the career path game. Dave is storming into the lead. by the way. Um, Dave and Jordan both played four games. Dave on 11, George on six. Finn has played two games and he's on three. Um, so your first player started his career in 2002 at Luton Town, making 151 appearances, scoring three goals before moving to Wolverhampton Wanderers in 2007.
2: Dave Edwards.
0: Incorrect. Um where he made 194 appearances. Uh, during his time at Wolves, he had two loan spells, one in 2014 at Blackpool before returning to Blackpool again the season after. He then moved made the move to Denmark in 2015, signing for Copenhagen, making four appearances, and then moved to Ipswich Town in 2016, making eight appearances. In 16-17, he joined Charlton Athletic, making 15 appearances, and in 2017, joined Coventry City, Making twelve appearances, and in seventeen eighteen he finished his career uh, at Billericay Town, making fifteen appearances.
2: Um,
0: Kevin Foley. It is Kevin Foley. Uh, I
2: was you scared. Went to, I was like, you went too to uh, early. It's a bit of a want sure, no, it? I went, I, yeah, uh, I went to. I was trying to get in the lead there, but uh <laughs> cheeky. I, only, I, only thought, I didn't Kevin get that till the last you one. I mentioned Billy,
0: I was really <laughs> unsure. They got Billericay. Mm -hmm. Easy enough for you to say Right Dave Edwards (laughs) 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 Dave Edwards (laughs) (laughs) Fuck Dangerous Um, Your second player started his career in 1990 At Rafe Rovers Scoring 32 goals In 152 appearances During his time there He had a year on loan At Sligo Rovers Scoring 4 in 9 In 1996 he, He joined Hearts Scoring 48 goals in 157 appearances before joining Wolves in 2001, where he spent five years at the club making 20, uh, 168 appearances. Colin scored. Cameron. Colin Cameron.
2: Mm. Oh, come on. Canell Bagsman, he got a lot of goals, didn't he? Yeah, he was good, man. No, I mean, in his early career, I was thinking striker.
0: Uh, so. he, was, uh, he was good for Wolves.
2: Yeah, he was a good player.
0: He was. Dave? If you uh, what's a forfeit for Jordan If you get the whitewash, you got to do a TikTok oh. dance on our Talking Walls <laughs> <laughs> <I'm joking. laughs>
2: Yeah,
0: I think that I think that's a forfeit, Jordan, um, for every week. Yeah, yeah. Are you if happy a
2: doing it, yeah. I'm not doing that. Yeah. mate, you've got to. I a you, TikTok. You've banks. got another. I'll do, I'll do a lot of. There's a lot of things I'll do, but not a TikTok. Thanks.
0: Get me. your knob out on TikTok.
2: <laughs> <laughs> De- <laughs> deal.
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> He's just going to shout out like. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Started his career at Portsmouth. Ruben Neves. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: um,
0: your next player and your third player. George, you've got three here you can at least get one before you have to do a tick tock dance in 1992 he started his career at crystal palace scoring 11 goals in 101 appearances during his time at palace he went on loan to bournemouth in 1995 scoring two in 13 and then 1997 at gillingham scoring zero in four he then moved to Swindon Town in 1997, scoring 21 goals in 80 appearances before moving to Wolves in 1999, scoring 15 goals in 87 appearances. And he ended his career at Wolves in the year 2006. And it's Georgian D'Ar. Oh. I wouldn't have got that one too far. fair. I wanted to see you do a TikTok dance, mate. <laughs> do, do, I wanted to see you do it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, how no, disappointing. Fair play. You ready for your next player? This one's a tougher. I'll be surprised if uh, you get this. But... This player started his career at Wolverhampton Wanderers in 2004, scoring two in 13. During his time at Wolves, he had four loan spells. 04 at Hartlepool United, 5 06 at Blackpool, um, 2006 Berry, 2009 Colchester oh. United. Yeah, and he only scored 2 goals during all of those loan spells. He then moved to Milton Keynes Dons in 2009 making 19 appearances before moving to Grimsby Town in 2010 making 9 appearances scoring 0 goals before finishing his career at Notts County in 2011 sco- uh, making 4 appearances scoring 0 goals.
2: Fucking
0: hell. Ooh. Short career really.
2: So hmm. he was at Wolves for what? Five. He was at Wolves till two thousand and nine, and only played twelve times. Am I right? In 13,
0: 13 times, scoring two goals.
2: And he was with Wolves from what did you say his debut was? Two thousand and
0: two. Two thousand
2: and four. Not scary.
0: This is going to be one of them striker, be, or can we not. Ask I'll give you his position, but as yeah. soon as I give you his position, thirty seconds. You get your thirty seconds. Let me just put a little timer on there. His yeah, give,
2: give, give us go through the teams again, and then and give us his position. Just, just give us give us the teams again.
0: Wolves, just, Wolves you know. Hartlepool United, Blackpool, berry Colchester, Milton Keynes, Grimsby Town, just... Moss County. This player was a winger.
2: Oh, I'm gonna go. This is an absolute. This has come out of thin air. 20 seconds <laughs> he was a blur
1: Oscar as well his brother wasn't it
0: yeah
2: yeah I was, I was going
1: to think one of the Elliot brothers not Elliot the, the other one Billy yeah what a shout man what a shout <laughs> oh, I'm happy with that
0: <sighs> wonderful stuff right your final one George oh, I lose. think you could this. win this You could win this. Istanbul. (laughs) (laughs) This player started his career in 2006 at Wolves, making 152 appearances, scoring zero goals. During his time at Wolves, he had three loan spells, one in 06 at Bristol City, where he made zero appearances and scored zero goals. In 2007, he went to Stockport County, made 15 appearances, scored zero goals, And in 2013, he was on loan at Yeovil Town, where he made 12 appearances, scored zero. Wayne Hennessy. It's Wayne Hennessy.
2: Yes, come on. I was about to shout Carl Akemi, to be fair. I I thought he was a keeper.
1: I remember him going to Yeovil, yeah. The winner again, if you can update the scores. Thank
0: you very much. Thank you. Well done, mate. Well done. George, valiant effort, to be fair, better than usual.
2: <laughs> yeah he's got a fountain of ball knowledge divas it's all that <laughs>
0: he knows his he soccer
2: too
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that Goburn one was a shower and a half
0: to I think you get the bonus point for that. we're calling it a draw I do as uh, so. well uh,
2: we'll call it a draw yeah yeah we we'll call it a draw nah, right. I think we do need to do
0: <laughs> a forfeit though if there's a whitewash we'll, yeah. no we'll do that we'll bring that up if Finn, Finn comes back and doesn't, doesn't get one one week yeah no. no, if if one if one of you gets like five out of five, then the other two have to do a four yeah. Simple as. Well, well, I, I agree with that. that. Yeah, I think a TikTok <clears> dance <down throat> is game on. Yeah. I think so. De- but it won't be one of these de- de- like
2: de- de- ones. De- 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 <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh that's all we got time for this week. Uh, anyone making the trip down to the Emirates on Saturday? No. no. Nope. <laughs> Plastico. Premier League, corrupt <laughs> as fuck. I mean, I'm doing, after Arsenal,
1: like, I'm doing every game. Well, I will say every game. There's only one away game before Christmas. Then, but I'm doing every game before Christmas.
0: West Ham, isn't it? I'm in Edinburgh for that weekend.
2: Oh, it's,
1: Oh, it's,
0: I'm, I'm doing the whole weekend in London. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, man. What's the occasion? Just because of the photo? Yeah, yeah.
1: It's me and you know, a few pals off the, the other podcast to do. But one's a West Ham fan, so we're just staying in Stratford for the weekend, to be fair. so Oh, nice.
2: nice. Make
0: sure you get the right Stratford.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Shakespeare
0: towns, <love> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little barge. Aren't you, Ava? Yeah. Um, George. You're not going, are you?
2: Arsenal, nah. I'm a no, nah, I'm away again, and and plus, I, 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 I'm the same as you. I don't really do away these days. I, I would like to do one place. though. If we can, if we can, if we can all go together, that'd be nice. i would be kidding, yeah. We, some can point. Happen. we can make that happen. No, yeah. oh, he won't gonna, get Finn
0: uh, involved because he's, he's never here, but. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you at the weekend, Jord? Got what you got planned?
2: I got fuck all planned, to be honest with you. So far, um... you said you're away. <laughs> no, no, I'm away. no, I'm away. No, I'm away. I'm away for yeah, 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 yeah. I'm away for that one. No, like, some away. We work a lot at the minute as well, and I'm back away again for a few days next week. Back in Copenhagen, so I'm having a nice chilled one with uh, Emma and the dog and. Uh, Probably do the Christmas tree or something, to be fair. I knew, I knew, like a team match person <laughs> to say something. Like, you, watch, you watch your mouth, son. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know what you're on about.
2: <laughs>
0: Before we go, uh, Rebel Juice did ask, as VR has sucked the life out of football, let's talk about drinks. What is your favourite drink? I think that's a nice one to end it on. It could be soft, it could be alcoholic, it could be hot. Um... Everyone knows I'm, I'm, a pe- I'm a Pepsi Max man. To be fair,
1: but I've swapped. I, I don't tend to drink beers on nights out anymore. On a night out, I've been going with the Di Serrano and Cokes, or it, at Weatherspoons. I do AU vodka, so I have AU vodka with Pepsi as well. Fucking
2: hell! Good deal.
1: Big girl,
0: George.
2: I, if we're going for a soft drink, uh, um, I do. a uh, partials with uh, Coca Cola. Full,
0: full, full sugar. Not a fan of the of
2: lunchtime. Yeah, lunchtime <laughs> hit for me. No, but I, I, obviously I mean, now it's getting a bit colder. I'm I'm a big fan at the moment of big sports direct cup of tea and dunking some biscuits.
0: Yeah, for me, it's got to be a cup of tea. Overall, well, over, over a beer, over a Coke Zero, cup of tea. Good old cup of tea. Did you take sugar, George? Nah. No. I used enough? to,
2: but now I'm just, I'm just, yeah, I'm sweet enough. There you go. I, mean, no, I, just, like I just don't bother.
0: <laughs> I'm a black
1: coffee man, I am. A, a what?
2: Black coffee. All
1: no, right. Okay. <laughs> Put stairs on your chest. That
2: Isn't stuff. That, yeah.
0: Nah, not oh, for me. Not for me. No, it doesn't.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I uh, I do like a coffee, but it has to be like a flat white or a latte or something. I mm. so, yeah. like all of them. Yeah. Nah, not for me. Black coffee. Um. Yeah. That's all we got time for. Um. Dave, where can people find you should they wish to follow? You? At Dave as a party on Twitter and Instagram.
1: George.
2: Uh, George seven on Twitter and Instagram.
0: I am M cooper Cooperites and Matt Cooper Bites. If you're a fan of a curry, uh, Finn won't be on the next one, he's uh, new up in Mexico. He's in Mexico, isn't he? Yeah, Mexico. Yeah. Um, yeah, so um, he's on his. 11th holiday of the month is it something like that <laughs> he's, uh, he does well for himself he's, uh, he's like george he's on holidays all the time
2: yeah, my, no my, mine's always work he's fucking he's always in mexico isn't
0: he he might be with work you never know might be the cartel yeah
2: yeah i was gonna say he's fucking in the cartel these days the amount of time he's yeah. there he looks like a mexican passport um
0: maybe yeah we are talking walls across all socials um if you have enjoyed it please let us know drop us a like and if you're new here please subscribe if you're listening on apple or spotify please drop us a five-star review it doesn't matter what you say in the comments um you can slate us if you want you can abuse us but as long as you give us five stars that's thought the matter and until next time uh try and enjoy the rest of your week and uh yeah hopefully we'll uh, see you all next week